welcome to a 10% pretty episode of We Only Look Thin. <laughs> I am your pretty-faced host, Catherine Weigel, and with so me is pretty. my handsome-faced husband... Donald Weigel. I was just trying to think. I don't know if anyone's ever called me handsome-faced before. <laughs> so handsome-faced. <laughs> I don't think. I think that's a new one Two on me. Two-faced, maybe, but not handsome-faced. At least, at least you're 10% pretty. I don't think I've even got that much I going for me. I am 10% pretty, but I have lost 150 pounds. Whoa! And you have lost... That is 100% amazing. It is. I have lost uh, about 104 pounds. Give or take, yeah. very specifically, 104 pounds. Hi there, <laughs> and welcome to a pretty episode of We Only Look Thin. This is funny because it is a podcast and you can't see anything, but trust us, pretty faces and handsome faces, faces abound. Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. But today, we are going to uh, break up this episode into three amazing and intriguing and inspiring parts. Some podcasts only give you one part or maybe two. Blah. Yeah. Oh, like, <laughs> we, <laughs> like we did up until like... <laughs> Two episodes ago, so uh, yeah. we'll have to re-record those. Uh, but this week, we are going to uh, go uh, and give you a tip of the week. Tao! Tao! Uh, in which you're going to get more grams for your buck. Yeah. And then, we'll tell you what that means later. <laughs> then, we're going to talk about how pretty faces ruin everything. Mm, and then, we're going to finish sure up with Pow! Product of the week. This and- week's product might just save your life, or at least give your loved ones peace of mind. Less deathy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So, deathy is another way to put so, it. So, d- tip of the week to you, Donald Weigel. Tip of the week to you also, darling. Uh, this love of my life. Uh, Donald is a nerd and he what? is a questioner. How dare you? I dare exactly like how it's happening. How dare you call this me a is, nerd? This is how it's happening. So, we're going to start with the tip I'm of the week. I'm going to take a sip out of my Superman drinking glass and be insulted while you call me a nerd. Uh, and, yeah. So, Donald's a nerd. We have established that, and we agree. <laughs> all, all in favor, say aye. Um, all evidence points to nerd equals yes. Donald is very mathy, so uh, unlike most episodes, I'm going to stay quiet for a couple minutes and let Donald drop some knowledge bombs about grams. You're going to stay quiet for a couple of minutes a couple while I of talk. Minutes, not grams. Frightening. We're not talking about graham crackers. We're yes. talking about. About grams, about what things weigh. About what things weigh. Here we go. Tip. So tip of the week is, and it may seem obvious, fill yourself up with food that isn't super high calorie. What? (laughs) It's a shocking, revolutionary way to look at this. So I I track calories, uh, but Donald takes it to a whole... Other, <laughs> other level. level. So we we suggested you get a uh, a, a food scale. scale. A food yes, scale. very recently it? our product of the week was a food scale, and um, so what what am I really getting at? Will I will I get to the point ever, <laughs> or will I just keep meandering? Um, so I came up with this idea as I was uh, working on my weight loss adventure. Um, that I noticed that foods that were roughly one calorie per gram filled me up a lot more than foods that were many more calories per gram. But I track ounces. Do, do I have to pay more to track grams? Yes. <laughs> yes, it costs more. No, uh, it's the same thing. Um, I actually don't know. It's 28 grams in an ounce. I know that. Um, so 28 calories per ounce, I guess, or you could just round to 30. If something's around 30 calories per ounce, that would be about the same. Um, so, uh, stay with us. Stay with us. Don't die on us. So 
if a food, if you can eat 150 grams of it, and you, and it's only 150 calories, you know that is a pretty filling food, um, and that includes things like cottage cheese, um, Greek yogurt, two percent Greek yogurt, um, and. Uh, my lovely wife let me know, I'm a vegetarian, but she let me know that shrimp is also about one calorie I per did gram. not, uh, his whole gram situation what, kind of made my eyes roll back in my head. And then I realized that I could use grams in my favor also. You didn't what? even have to be a nerd. Um, but uh, <laughs> shrimp uh, is actually about one calorie per gram, which is super easy when you use your food scale and you put the shrimp on the food scale, and it says you've eaten 80 grams, that's 80 calories. 80 calories. How about it? So it's super easy because it's a one-to-one ratio. Um, There are other foods like salmon is about uh, two calories per gram. So you get 100 grams of salmon, that's 200 calories. You get 100 grams of shrimp, that's 100 calories. That is a bang for your buck. That is a gram bang for your buck. And there are lots of foods, uh, especially fruit and vegetables, fruits and vegetables, um, that are way better than that. Um, I mean, you know, cherry tomatoes, mushrooms, uh, carrot sticks, things like that are virtually no calories per gram. Um, and fruit is, is way better than one calorie per gram. Uh, I want to say it's something like, you know, a half of that. Um, so, uh, fill yourself up with these low calorie foods, reach for them first. And then maybe later in the day, you, you reach for something that's a little more treaty. Well, and for something, you know, we, if we go back a couple of episodes in the Wayback Machine, we talked about pumping up the volume. Pump up the volume. Pump up the volume. So let's say you do actually want a piece of Salomon, uh, and it is, <laughs> uh, you know, it is a higher fat, uh, delicious, uh, fish. And you pump up the volume by adding, say, some sautéed cabbage to that. And you can, like, double, triple your volume of food uh, for a low gram for your buck. It's fantastic. So uh, we, if you want to go back, listen to the pump up the volume episode. Yeah, and, and one thing that, you know, we get this reduced guilt um, Trader Joe's macaroni and Ooh, cheese. So which is already not too much worse than one calorie per gram already. And then we add things like cauliflower to it, or sometimes I'll add like fire roasted tomatoes, which are, you know, practically calorie free. Yeah, or broccoli. So you're like, again, doubling the volume. You're eating something delicious. We're not telling you to just eat sad cottage cheese. I'm not telling you to do that. I don't like cottage cheese. Uh, But you can pair a a higher indulgent food with a very low gram uh, per calorie ratio food. And pump up the volume yeah but when you're out at the grocery store look for things that are that are roughly one calorie per gram or better there are plenty of soups out there uh plenty of beans kinds of things out there um lean uh, proteins even things like instant oatmeal um there are several of those that are one calorie uh per gram or even better than that and uh, they really fill me up and I try and eat those uh, early part of the day. Helps out a lot. Gram of the day. Gram of the day. <laughs> Ooh, we should do just like, okay, now everyone, we're just going to do the gram of the day. So uh, let's talk about pickles again. <laughs> pickles? We didn't even mention pickles. Pickles are pretty much calorie free, okay, too. Okay, okay, okay. We all know how you feel about pickles. All right. So let's move on. You're looking at me right now. Yeah, I am. We're moving on to topic two. We're tiptoeing yeah. on to topic two. What would you say about my face? Oh my goodness, it's so pretty. Oh, it's so pretty. 
It's so pretty. People have been telling you your whole life you have a pretty face. Yes. And and I know that sounds like a good thing, and I guess it is. No, it's not a good thing. <laughs> so um, we are actually going to respond to one of our wonderful listeners uh, who, uh, and who's also in our accountability group. Yeah, Alexia on our Facebook page um, heard Catherine mention something about the fact that she focused on her pretty face and um, and as a distraction and wanted to hear more about it. So you're about to right now. You're about to. So um, it is an empirical fact. I've got a pretty face. <laughs> <laughs> and that's um, just science. And when I was growing up, uh, I have been very candid about having weight issues since I was. Uh, I think I had my first binge when I was about four years old. And people, family members would say to me at, at picnics and potlucks, they would say, oh, she's such a pretty girl, such a pretty girl. Her face, her face, oh, that is a pretty face. And then they would kind of like do the like eyeball up and down the rest of my body and sort of cringe and be like, but that whole situation <laughs> south of the border is a hot mess, is what my uh, yeah, the way I my mima would say. <laughs> I imagine people like grabbing their collars, like in an old timey, like going. They're like you're, you're traveling around with a record player, and you skip, like you see the face, and you're just like, oh, and those like um, what is it, droopy droopy dog <laughs> oh, yeah, cartoons, yeah. where you just see the veiled face, and you're yeah. like, oh my gosh, she's so beautiful, and then the unveiled face, and it's a monster. Like my body was the monster below mm. the veil. So um, I used my pretty face as ammunition, uh, and I, it's sort of my fallback to not dealing with my weight issues. It was like, well, at least I've got a pretty face. Um, I worked out with a personal trainer, which I've also talked about, um, and the first thing that he said to me when we were going to train was, Catherine, you could be a model. You're so pretty. Now we just need to get your body to match your face. And then you'd be the whole package. And then you'd be the whole package. Yeah. And I was like, that's not a compliment. No. Like, it's not just like, wow, you're you're an attractive person. Like, you have an element of yourself that is that is attractive. But I've had for literally four decades people tell me that I had a pretty face. And then, like, grandparents would say it. Aunt and uncles would say it. Like, random strangers. People at Weight Watcher meetings. Yeah, like, and, and I know a lot of you out there are going, well, no one's ever must told be me. Nice I had, yeah, must be nice to have a pretty face. But the idea, you know, nobody just said she was pretty. Like, there was always this back handed implication that that like, you know the rest of her need to work 10 percent pretty like the face part is fine and the rest is a hot mess and you know i think something that was sort of a, a failure on my part was that i used my face as like well at least i've got that going for me and we talked about like some you know for for our 20s and 30s our weight was an issue but at least we didn't do cocaine. Right, I mean, we're least, not coke addicts. Yeah, no, or, or heroin. Oh, gosh, no. I mean, it's like I don't smoke. Like, so right. many people smoke. Like, I don't smoke. At least I don't have yeah. that. So I uh, I eat too much and weigh way too much, but at least I don't do those things. Like, I've never burned down an orphanage. Like, I mean, yeah. it could be so much worse than being 300 pounds, like, yeah. in the scheme of things. You're like, I've got a great personality. <laughs> At least I've never burned down an orphanage. Well, that's that's the where we're going. But you go to those like excuses to justify your bad behavior. And I mean, we actually had a friend over once who was like, Well, you're you're married, so you can kinda let yourself go now, right? And it was like, 
Whoa! <laughs> like, well, and you know what? I think I actually used to tell myself that, though, to a certain extent. I would be like, well, I'm, you know, I'm already married, so I guess I don't have to try that hard. And those excuses of, like, all the things that were not, it's like building the negative space around you of the things that you aren't to kind of pretend that your weight isn't an issue. I, you know, I would have a problem going to doctors because I wouldn't want them to talk about my weight. So I would kind of ignore, you know, or, or kind of hide from the doctor or I'd lose a few pounds before I'd go to the doctor to tell them that, you know, I was back on, on a weight loss regimen. And one thing that really tripped me up was that I always had really good blood work. And it was, you know, aside from my pretty face, <laughs> my blood was fantastic. It was such pretty blood. Yeah. Um, but, you know, my heart weight was always good. I didn't have high blood pressure. My, you know, all of my, uh, you know, my my levels were all good in my, in my blood work. So I was like, well, sure, I'm 300 pounds, but my blood work is great. It's not like it's a big issue for me. Yeah, and, and I used to tell myself the same thing. I would go to the doctor pretty regularly, and, and he wouldn't find anything, you know, terribly wrong with me. So I figured I was fine. I could just keep doing what I was doing. Well, and his, uh, Donald is a vegetarian, and so his cholesterol was always uh, very low. And using those numbers of like, well, my cholesterol is great, like, Okay, I'm 250 pounds, but like... Yeah, I've got world-class cholesterol, world everyone. World-class. But we use those um, those little excuses, you know, well, I'm successful. Well, I, you know, I've got a great 401k. I'm married. I'm not an axe murderer. Like, all of these kind of building blocks to our lives to um, make us forget the actual reason for the season. Yeah. The reason that <laughs> being healthier is important. Well, and spoiler alert... Uh, eventually, one of those regular doctor's visits led to some blood work coming back that showed I had type 2 diabetes <laughs> and could no longer rely on, hey, my blood work's good. My doctor hasn't found anything truly wrong with me. Couldn't rely on that anymore. So uh, what I'm saying is don't be a Donald. <laughs> don't. <laughs> don't wait until you actually have a serious medical problem. Don't use the, the blood work as good excuse like I did. Well, and I think, too, I mean, that was you know we knew that we were overweight right did i let anyone take a picture below my torso no, no i did, did not. not i thought we might actually have to get divorced once because i took a full body photo of you and you were so mad well but okay maybe we should post the picture we'll let the people vote whether it was a good <laughs> my tongue was half out one eye was closed it was not a good picture but like i would you know, take photos of myself basically from like a 90 degree angle above my head so that you couldn't see my triple chin. Like every picture of me is like from <laughs> outer space above so that you couldn't see my body. Um, I would never take pictures below my torso. Um, I knew there was an issue, but I didn't want any proof of it. And by avoiding that and by making loophole stories, I'm too busy, I'm too tired, um, you know, Donald, I'm of Polish heritage. How am I supposed to lose weight? Yeah, this there's is... no way. You've got pretty much pierogies for uh, blood. I knew. Oh, delicious pierogies. <laughs> what if my blood cells were actually pierogies? Actually pierogi-shaped. That would be fantastic. But, you know, it, we use our heritage, our, you know, oh, well, I come from an Italian family, so, like, uh, basically... I, I'm forced to eat this I'm way. I'm fettuccine Alfredo. Yeah. Like, and I did that for so many years. Like, well, this is just my Latin life. Like, I, I don't have a choice in it. Like, this is, you know, we, we build all these, like, 
stories about our life. And I think this is a very this is a very difficult topic for me um, because I uh, I I feel like I want to be happy with myself at any weight, and I think it's important to be happy with yourself at any weight. If you're constantly telling yourself that there's something wrong with you, that you're a loser, that um, that you know nobody would want you, et cetera, et cetera, that that is completely unhealthy. But at the same time, I have to admit, I was fooling myself when I looked at myself in a mirror or looked at myself um, in, in photographs. I, I would say to myself, well, I'm, I'm really not that heavy. And I really was. And, um, you know, being happy and confident with myself at a heavy weight is not the same thing as being realistic about the fact that I was that heavy and that I was on a road to diabetes and that I didn't really pay attention to the warning signs before it was too late. And then, you know, the reality hit, and that's when I actually did something about it instead of doing something, you know, before it became a a serious medical problem. Well, and two, I mean, we have a daughter, and, you know, Donald was tired all the time. He was sleeping all the time. And, I mean, not at work, but, like, you know, <laughs> napping frequently and not, yeah, like... Yeah, every chance I got. And I, I didn't realize that my lack of energy was due to an actual medical problem. I remember at one point you're like, I think this is just how you feel after you're 35. Like, yeah. you're just tired all the time. I Seriously, like, I, I went to bed at age 35 once and I woke up <laughs> and I was still tired. Woke up tired. And uh, I you know, laid back down for a while and I woke up again and then I was just tired until, you know, about two years ago when I actually did something about it. Well, and I think that the, our lives are built of the stories that we make for ourselves. If you wrote an autobiography about me, or if, if I did, my story was all based on kind of the gossip of my past and the, you know, the, you know, I moved 18 times by the time I was 18. You know, my parents did this, my, you know, I was victim of this. I was victim of that. You know, I didn't have a fair shake. And those building bricks of my story, my life story about what I was capable of was all based on kind of negative, not even trying to work hard on myself. Like, oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, I'm not as smart as my best friend is. Oh, well, I got a raw deal because, you know, my, my dad lost his job or whatever. And I would build my life was based on all of these other stories. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not good enough you know, people would say, you know, like, oh, well, you're, you're, you know, you've got a pretty face. And so I would hold on to that negativity instead of creating my own story. And I would suggest to, to listeners out there that we might all be unreliable narrators yeah. of our lives. Of our own lives. Now, what is an unreliable narrator, you might ask? Um, it, think of it as... Um, Let's say that you've got two kids, and um, you hear them fighting in the other room. And one of them comes running in and says, Tommy pushed me, and it was completely his fault. Now, can you take that story at face value? You might need to listen to Roger. And when Roger says that Timmy, Tommy... I don't uh, know. I forgot the names I used already. ...dumped a refrigerator on him, and he couldn't get out, then that's why he pushed. Like, there's always two sides of the story. And if you write yourself as the victim of your story, the story is going to be very different than the, the person who is fighting for their future and telling their story. So the person who is telling the story has a point of view. And that person, it's a it's a device used in literature a lot, an unreliable narrator. Um, and 
this is a person whose credibility has been compromised, and yet they are telling the story. So you can't 100% trust everything that this person is telling you, even though they are telling the story. And we ourselves can be very unreliable narrators to our own selves. Like, we lie to ourselves all the time and tell ourselves things that just aren't true. Well, that's the same thing as lying to ourselves. <laughs> well, and a few episodes back, we have so many informative and amazing episodes. I don't remember which one it was, but we talked about um, seeing someone else, you know, from, from a third-party perspective, and someone's like, I'm doing everything I can. And then you go, eh, are you? Like, really? Like, are you that busy? You know, like, or, or that, like, friend of yours who's got a, a you know, a boyfriend or girlfriend who's in a band, and they're trying really hard, and they're just about to break, like, and you go like, eh, I'm not sure, are they? Or are they just trying to avoid getting a real job? But it's, tying it back to weight loss, the, <laughs> the like, you know, I'm giving everything I have, but are you? I can't lose weight because I'm Polish. Really? Or is it because you go to get fast food five times a week? Like, is that, are you saying that your Polish heritage is causing you to go and get McDonald's? No, it's your choices. It's your choices in your brain, not your heritage. And so taking the, the viewpoint of that unreliable narrator, just consider maybe the top 10 stories you tell yourself. I'm too old. I'm too busy. I'll do it when my kids graduate. I'll do it when my job settles down. Um, I don't like going to the gym. Whatever your stories yeah, are. Yeah, I just can't. I've tried everything and just nothing works for me. It's genetics. My metabolism doesn't work like everyone else's. So if you take a list of your top 10 kind of stories that you tell yourself. I would challenge you to then, uh, you know, make a line down the page. And on the other side of that line, write an alternate story where you are the champion of that story instead of the victim. You know, on, on the left, it says, I can't afford a gym membership. On the right, it says, so instead, I walk at lunch for 20 minutes. Like, is that an emotional thing? It's just a choice. Yeah. Like, it's just a different choice. Like, I can't meal prep. So I go to Ralph's and I buy a rotisserie chicken that's already made. Yeah, like, I buy prepackaged things that are easy and calorie friendly or whatever diet plan you're on friendly that are ready to go. You know, and I think changing your language to I can't, changing it from I can't to I'm going to try instead, or I can't yet. It is like this whole journey isn't fixed. You know, our seasons change, our circumstances change. And sure enough, Donald's life changed when he was diagnosed with the bad sugar. Yes. And he, his hand was forced to make a change. But I don't, I mean, we've said it before, I don't suggest hitting rock bottom before you start making changes in your life. Small sustainable habits just come from making a decision as a grown-up to start not being a victim of your life and starting uh, to be a champion of your life. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, it, it just comes from the bottom line here is be really honest with yourself. Be really honest with yourself about how 
bad things are. Be honest with yourself about how good things are. Be honest with yourself about what you really can do and what you what you really can't. And but do more than you're doing now and tell yourself you can. When I first started, I I just as a joke kind of set my goal weight at a at losing 70 pounds. And I said, I will never lose 70 pounds. This is going to be crazy. I'll be happy if I lose 20, 30, 40. And I've now lost over 100 pounds. And so if I can do it, believe me, you can too. I know you can. But that mindset shift is so critical in everything that I've done. That The habits are unemotional. The, the, like I have told you before, I struggle with depression. I struggle with self-doubt in so many different ways. But this whole journey has, has taught me that my circumstances have not changed. The way I look at them have changed. And those excuses to sort of, I mean, we're tying a couple of ideas together. But it's, you know, in your 20s, it's, it's about vanity. In your 30s, it's like, well, I'm not in my 40s yet. Like, it'll be fine. I don't really have to worry about it. And it gets really real at really this point. Really real, really fast. In our lives. We were actually interviewed by um, a, a uh, podcaster. No, not a podcaster. A, um, a blogger about you can't sell prevention. Like, she asked, you know, how do you get someone to take care of themselves before it's an issue? And she said that she didn't think she could. And I, you know, if you just go to uh, a senior center or, you know, a Walmart on a Sunday morning <laughs> and see people in scooters who look to be your age, like, not not that there's a threat, but it's like our mobility is at stake. Being able to go up a flight of stairs, being able to lift oneself out of a chair, being able to, you know, not lose a leg to diabetes. Yeah, like, it's a quality of life issue that maybe hasn't, you know, got cotton up to you, you yet, cotton up to me, cotton up. Uh, caught up to me yet, but eventually it will. And those excuses, the like, well, at least I'm not, you know, a drug cartel boss, like on Breaking Bad, like all of those negative space stories don't actually make up who you are. Your habits make up who you are. Your, uh, the stories that you tell yourself, like, you know, they say, like, if you don't believe that what you tell yourself matters, like, go tell a kid that they're a trash panda garbage and are never going to be anything. Like, you don't think that's going to make a difference yeah. in somebody's life? Like, the way you speak to yourself, the possibility for change that you you put in place matters. You're building your story brick by brick. And if you stand back and look at your wall as just a bunch of excuses like that that is not going to hold up that is not going to lead you toward your better self what is going to lead you toward your better self is making yourself a priority not making excuses setting boundaries with other people and with yourself just because i work in my kitchen doesn't mean that it's a 24 7 like food buffet like i have to set limits around myself because I am a grown-up, and that's what grown-ups do. And question all those things that you tell yourself, um, you know, that it really isn't as bad as I think, you know, as it could be, um, that I, I have a pretty face, so why do I need to worry about anything else, that my blood works good, 
Um, you know, and all of those negative things you tell yourself, I just can't, I'm just too busy. Like really question all of it and, and try and get really honest with yourself about what you can and can't do. And I know I found that I could do a lot more than I ever thought I could. Well, and you know, the, the one last excuse that, uh, I don't think has been presented to anyone is the, well, if I was as rich as Oprah Winfrey, then I could lose weight. Like, like she, she had to buy Weight Watchers. Like, like, you want to talk about needing motivation? Like, buying a whole organization so that you can stay accountable is a pretty serious thing. But it's like looking outward, looking to other people's circumstances. You know, they've got it easier than me. It's, you know, it's my metabolism, whatever. Habits are habits. Going and getting a Mick Riblet every day is a habit. Going for a five-minute walk every day is a habit. Which brick are you going to build your house with? The McRib? brick <laughs> or the walking brick a house made of mcrib although sounds tasty would not hold up very well in a storm it would not so the let go of excuses and start setting small habits in place to build you toward success um, i didn't finally lose the weight because I hated myself and I hated my body. I lost it because I loved myself and I wanted to thrive instead of uh, wilt. So I think that is a wonderful way to end this. And I love you too. <laughs> I, I love you. I do. I love you. Uh, so, so yeah. So now we're going to tiptoe on to topic three. It is time for the product of the week. Pow! Pow! So Donald, uh, What's the product of the week? The product of the week is Road ID. What's that? I'm not on a road presently. Road ID is a uh, product. It's a variation on a theme, which are these little um, metal tags that you can wear. Identification. When, identification. When you are out exercising, in our case, it's walking. And maybe you're not carrying your, um, your ID with you, or even if you are... Um, if something were to happen to you, it's got uh, emergency contact information on it. You can put your blood type on it. You can put any um, known, uh, allergies. known allergies on it. And um, we brought this up on our Facebook page recently, and we had a nurse chime in and say, thank you so much for bringing this up because you don't know how many times people come into the hospital and we have no way of reaching loved ones. We have no way of knowing right away. Um, you know, what their allergies are, what their blood types are, and the road ID um, can really save a lot of time and translate to really saving lives and or saving, um, uh, you know, a lot of uh, additional heartache that was unnecessary. Well, and we, uh, you know, there are people who say, oh, but I carry my identification with me. That's super duper great. They'll know where to drop off your your belongings when you're in the hospital, but they don't know who to call. And we actually have uh, a young and fit neighbor who uh, was <laughs> out on uh, a bike ride the other morning, and he blacked out while he was riding his bike. He got yeah, kind very of scary. dizzy, and luckily he pulled over to the side, and uh, someone was there and helped him, but they ended up calling the police. 
and he came to and was able to call his wife for aid. But if you're in a position where you cannot speak for yourself, whether you have had a heart attack or you are hit by a car, um, I know this is super uplifting, but, <laughs> but it gives us such peace of mind to have this little identification. They have different versions. You can wear it as a dog tag. You can wear it as a little Velcro thing on your on your shoe. Um, it's it has my uh, my name, my date of birth, my blood type, and then three contacts. And they make them so that they fit on your your Fitbit or your Apple Watch. Um, and um, you know, I I wear the shoe one. Uh, Catherine and I both do when we go out walking, and it gives us certain peace of mind um, they also have an app that allows you to send out your gps location to uh, specified loved ones uh, when you go out for a run or a ride or a walk and um, that way if something did happen uh, they would know your last known location well and heck even if you were just at the gym with 50, you know 500 other sweaty people and you're you're doing uh I don't know, a shake weight. Do you do shake weights at the at the gym and you hit yourself on the forehead and you fall over? I do. I do. That's how uh, I do it. But, you know, if you are out in public, just because you are around other people doesn't know that anyone knows how to um, help you if you can't speak for yourself. So uh, road ID is an inexpensive way to uh, to just add a little buffer, a little... A little peace of mind. Yeah, and you can get them from the Road ID website or from Amazon. RoadID.com. Uh, and yeah, we love ours, so so do it up. So we have told you very many things uh, in this episode. Why don't we tell them what we've told them, Donald? Well, we told you about the tip of the week, which Dow. is look for foods that are one calorie per gram or better. Then we told you about my pretty face and how mm, it has not done me any good. And so how pretty. just because you're good looking out there in the studio audience doesn't mean that you shouldn't just take care of yourself. And then we told you about Road ID, the product of the week. Pow! 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 Tow! Uh, so thank you so much for listening. And to... this episode was inspired by a listener um, who asked us a question on Facebook. If you have other episode ideas, things that you'd like us to talk about, we would love to hear from you. And you can reach us on the aforementioned Facebook. Uh, search for We Only Look Thin. You can email us at weonlylookthin at gmail.com. Um, you can find us on Instagram uh, at weonlylookthin. Uh, we're also on the tweeters uh, on Twitter um, at weonlylookthin. So thank you so much for listening, fine audience member. And if you could do us a big, big favor and uh, just take a moment and rate us on iTunes and give us a quick little review, it really helps us out big time. If you say I have a pretty face... that would be a great review for a podcast so so thank you so much for listening and always remember that whether you can see Catherine's pretty face or not that she and i are an an inspiration asian 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 the information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.